Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to episode number 186. It's not episode 186, no, is it? No, we just discussed this. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in me wants to re-record that because it's almost got past the point of being funny, I think, that I just get the episode numbers wrong. But do you know what, guys? Done is better than perfect. Episode number 188 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham. And my, I don't know if you're a co-host in these episodes, more my, my questioner, M is back. Hi, my in, Your interviewer. Like, yes. like you have on like TV shows. I just pay my team to interview me. That sounds narcissistic, doesn't <laughs> it? It does a little bit. But it's bit. not narcissistic. It's actually just because if Alice is left to talk by herself, Alice talks for about 45 minutes. This is very true. And it just kind of keeps flowing and there's not much structure. So M comes in for some episodes like this one to just basically ask me questions like a, like you would a small child so that they don't veer off it just keeps you more streamlined and therefore you don't kind of veer off on weird tangents hi team that are honest to you guys i don't i don't like yes people tell me when i make no sense today's episode going to be talking all about taking a month off because that is something that i have done in my business for two years now i first took a month off in august of 2020 and it's something that now to me is just the norm but I know that before I took a month off, I had so many questions. I was so interested, but so like, how does that even work? That I thought it would be good to just share an episode today that tells you a little bit more about that, you know, digging into why I take a month off, what that looks like, how I do it, and hopefully answering some of kind of the frequently asked questions, as you may, um, around taking a month off. Because for me, it's a game changer. And honestly, the more people I can inspire to take a month off, the better. But to be fair, even if you don't want to take a month off, I think this is a helpful conversation around taking time off in your business and how you can make that happen. Because I think it's one of the biggest challenges, isn't it? When you run a business, like how do you step away from it? It's so consuming. It feels like this treadmill that never stops. How do you make the treadmill stop is what we'll be talking about today. I'm really interested to hear what you say because I feel like you're really talking to me and I feel like I should learn some lessons from this conversation <laughs> and wow. you're sat right in front of me as well. I love that this episode was meant to be. It really today, was. Yeah. yeah. Where are we starting? We're starting at why Why are you taking a month off? Like, why do you take a month off? What is the point of taking a month off? Great question. Always good to start with why, isn't it? Don't just do something for the sake of it. Yeah. When I first <clears> thought about taking a month off, I'll be honest, for me, it was more of a like, I wonder if I could do this kind of thing. I'd seen a lot of American kind of gurus, you know, the vibe, um, take a month off. And it was actually, I think it was Jenna Kutcher, who I used to follow religiously. And she took a month off and went to her condo in Hawaii. And I was like, okay, that looks cool. And I remember my first thought when I saw that being like, oh, that's cool for you. You know, you make millions of dollars. You've got a massive team. You've got a really established business. Good for you. And then the more I sat with it, I was like, well, why can't that work for me? Like, yes, it's probably a little bit easier as your business grows more. But what I also know is that habits like time off, if they're not set at the start, are very hard to bring in once a business is established. And I was already going in a direction of overworking and not really taking time off. So I was I think interested to see, is this something that is possible for me? And also, I think I knew I needed it to keep myself sane. If people listen to my episode all about my story, which will have been 182. 182. 182. Gosh, I should just stop having episode numbers. No, it is 82. It just doesn't work for me. 182, (laughs) you'll have heard that I have a relationship with burnout. I am um, in a complicated relationship with burnout, often get close to it 
have a tendency to overwork. And it was towards the end of 2019 when I was going, right, well, I need to make this business work better for me. And I'm someone who works in extremes. I'm all or nothing. I'm black or white. I think it's very telling even the way that I dress. I'm like, I like things to be in a box. And because of that, I work very intensely when I'm working. And so I knew it wasn't really going to work for me to just take like a couple of weeks off a couple of times a year because I find that really hard to kind of jump out of work and then jump back in. For me, I knew it needed to be extremes. So I needed to have 11 months of intense working and then a whole month of no working. That kind of extremity resonated with me. So yeah, I was curious to see if I could do it. I wanted to kind of challenge myself and my business to try and make this thing possible. And I also knew that I wanted it from a kind of personal standpoint, you know, have a bit of time to figure out who I was as a human, not just a business owner. So I did it for the first time in 2020. And as soon as I did it, I knew like this is now a non-negotiable. Like this is just now what I do every year because the benefits were huge. Like the amount it did for me personally, but also the amount it did for the business. I really saw it as I'm doing this for me and the business will suffer. But actually the business grew as a result of me taking a month off, not only because I was a better business owner when I came back to the business, but also because I think sometimes our businesses and our audiences benefit from a little bit of a break. You know, it's a useful moment to kind of take a step back and then come back to the business with fresh eyes. So yeah, for me, it's a month where I get to rest, I get to adventure, I get to play, I get to see my friends and family a lot more, have hobbies. Um, and for the business, it's a great opportunity to kind of go and get fresh ideas, fresh perspective, and then come back to it in September with a new energy. So, so many benefits. And yeah, now something that I think is, it's almost like a habit now. I, I didn't even have to ask myself last year, am I doing it again? It was just like, yeah, I'll take August off. This is what I do. I guess many people would ask why August? Because it's prime time of school holidays. Mm. I know it's the summer, but a lot of people may ask, how come August? not June. I mean, I'm seeing it from a holiday perspective, which is everything's more expensive in August. But yes. I mean, you're probably not just seeing it from that point of view. Well, it is an important point of view because you're right. I was looking at trips to take the other week. I usually spend the first week of the month off on a trip by myself. And I was like, flipping Nora, this it's is so expensive. Stupid money. <laughs> Why August? I chose August because in my business, it's quite a quiet month. I think we talked about this in the Q&A episode, didn't we? Of when there's peaks and troughs in your year, I often find when there's a real like trough, like there's not a lot of traction online, there's not a lot of work, it's sometimes just easier to use that as a break rather than kind of torture yourself and try and get busy within it. I noticed every year in August, I'd panic because things were quiet because everyone's off enjoying the sunshine or with their kids or whatever. And I would panic that my business was failing. I'd do all this like, you know, panic action. And then I'd have a really crazy September because September things are naturally busier. And then I'd also have busyness because I'd done all this crazy workload over the summer to try and keep myself busy. So that was the main reason really was like, well, I'm not that busy in August anyway. So it was the easiest time to take off for me. I know for a lot of people listening who are in events or the wedding industry will be like, that is the hardest month to take off, which I totally get. So for me, it was from a place of ease of like, I usually don't even have that much work on over August. I don't think people really want to work on their businesses on the summer holidays. I'm not offended by that fact. Clients don't really want to chat to me when the sun's out. A-okay, I get it. So yeah, August just became the month. But yeah, it's annoying from a financial standpoint. And none of my mates want to go on holiday in August because it's so expensive. And I'm like, I'm free. Come on holiday with me. Yeah, but no, it doesn't go too well for me. No, so, yeah. I think it's an important point because a lot of people will 
be in a camp of but how can you take August off it's such a ridiculous month but mm. I think like choosing a month that works for you is very important because it doesn't mean it has to be August it can just be another time yeah. of the year yeah pick the one that makes most sense for you and that makes it easy for you as well like if I try to take take this month like May is always mad for a lot of reasons for me I have my international women's day clients it's always a kind of busy time with events and stuff it's just been it'd be so hard to take that month off whereas August it was like well this is it's low-hanging fruit it's the easy one and a lot of people have a slower start to the year so you could take some time off in January yes and therefore you're starting off your year more rested if you know that January is going to be quiet yeah I know a couple of people that take off a month from mid-December to mid-Jan so it's just like a long mm. Christmas break and I think that like again it's like what makes it easy if your clients are usually not working at a certain time of year or you're, you know if you're a shop owner and things are really quiet in say like Feb because it's post Christmas and January sales is done like look at what's going to work with the rhythm of your business because also then there's less resistance when you're trying to actually take that time off because I think that's the next bit isn't it it's like yeah it sounds all well and good but like how do you actually do it well that that leads us very nicely on to our next set of questions how do you actually do it so in terms of client work do you just tell everyone that August is my month off and I'm not going to be booking mm. anyone that month like how does that work my biggest tip with taking, I think, any time off, but definitely a month, is it's the sooner you decide and then the more you communicate. Like, that is what it comes down to, is deciding I'm going to take this time off and I'm going to speak to some people here, not just saying, yeah, I might take that week off. No, you put it in your calendar. It's a non-negotiable. In the same way that I respect a client call at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday and I don't just think, oh, I'll just book something else in for that time respect it as one of your priorities make it a non-negotiable and then communicate the hell out of it I think I annoy people in the run-up to summer because I'm constantly in every conversation when I'm on inquiry calls with clients when I'm working with brands on a collaboration I'm always saying just so you know I take August off it's in my email footer I mention it basically from January to July anything I'm doing work-wise the other people will be aware of that so that it doesn't become an issue I see my month off as a total break from the business. So everything pauses at the end of the July and then it all just picks back up on September 1st. So, well, not September 1st, but the first Monday in September back. So for me with clients and any other projects I'm doing, I just see it as a hard stop. So when clients are inquiring with me around this time of year, I'll just make them aware like this might impact our work together if we're still working together by the end of July. Here's what that will look like. You know, they then have the decision to not work with me because that's not going to suit them. That's totally fine. But nine times out of 10, it's just a case of jigging stuff about and going, okay, that deadline needs to be moved. I can't do that then. And ultimately realizing I'm in control of my schedule and what I do in my business. So it's just me making sure that I control things really to work around it. So yeah, it's not, you know, I know I'm in a privileged position with my client work because, you know, I'm not a social media manager. So I don't have to still do August's work. I can press pause in July and just pick back up all my client projects in September. I appreciate it's a bit trickier when you've got deliverables to still prep for within that time off. But yeah, I think when what you do is kind of a one-off service it's just seeing it that that time isn't time that you can work within and then telling people that until you annoy them so much I can imagine though telling people and them knowing if anything you're setting quite a good precedent to any other business owners who are coming to work with you because you're showing that you yourself have the ability to take a month off and you've got that in place and I think to a lot of people who are potentially wanting to work with you that's actually quite a nice thing to know that you've got your own yeah. headspace in check that you are taking a month off and if you communicate that if anything, they're going to have more respect kind of for you because mm. they can see that you're also looking after yourself. I think it it demonstrates it, doesn't it? It shows yeah. that it's possible. 
And I know with the way that I work, a lot of people will see my workload and think, oh gosh, that's, you know, unsustainable. I couldn't work as much as you do. And I always like to share, like, well, for me, it is those extremes. Like I, I take a whole month completely away from work. And when I say month off, I'm, you know, I'm not on Instagram. I don't look at my emails. I'm like, I'm off work. There is nothing I'm having to do. There's things that I might sneakily do if I'm excited to do it. But most of the time, yeah, I basically forget about the business for a month. And it's lovely. Yeah, that's great. In terms of finances, how does that work? Because in terms of paying yourself, do you do that all in advance? How does it work in terms of like making sure that you budget in advance for knowing that you've taken Mm. a month? So I'll always know what my kind of monthly costs are. Obviously, there's some costs that continue throughout August, like my salary, you know, software still has to be paid for. Generally team. I know this is something we've talked about. Team take a break when I take a break. If they want to keep working, my previous team member, Emily, she worked last August. So that was an expense I kept up. I don't force other people to take it off just because I do. But yeah, I'll get aware of how much money do I need to survive across August. And then I'll just make sure that I'm slowly saving that amount up. So for me and my business, it's usually taking that from my kind of financial buffer, which I just add to over time. You know, I take it from profit if I need to. And also personally having savings. So if the business... For some reason, you know, this year it's it's not as um, saved for as I'd want it to be because I had a slower start to the year for health reasons. So I've got personal savings that I know I can use across that month off if I want to. So again, I think it's the same as the client work. It's planning in advance and knowing knowing what you need and then making sure that you start to, to build that up. So the way that I price, you know, I don't price assuming that I'm working every hour of the year. I know that my pricing 11 months of the year needs to survive me for 12 months of the year. So it's just that kind of planning I think yeah and putting it in place as soon as you like kind of as early as possible just means you're preparing for the future which is always helpful yeah and so many people when they're working out you know like a base hourly rate they just do it based off of working like 52 weeks in the year that like that's going to set you up for failure because if you have to work 52 weeks of the year to meet the revenue you want to meet of course it's going to be hard to take time off my hourly rate which I use as a base for all of my pricing is calculated based off me taking time off every year so I'm pr- charging what I need to charge in order to take time out. So in more. terms of content, in terms of like the podcast, any social posts, does anything go up over the course of that month or is it literally nothing exists? You take a huge hiatus as your team member, do I post anything? Like how does that side of it work? Yeah, I like to see it as a total like Alice out. And I won't lie, when I first thought about taking a month off, my biggest concern was like, what if people forget about me? Like, what if I come back in September and I haven't got a business and I don't have anyone listening and there's community gone? But the thing that I always remind myself of is if it's taken you years to build, it's going to take more than a month to kill. Very true. That might sound a bit dramatic, but we we are dramatic when it comes to our businesses. Well, oh gosh, if I take a week off, everything's going to fail. And it's like, this has taken months, if not years for you to build a week of inactivity, if anything, is going to do good for the business. You know, the the worst it will do is keep it stagnant. And that's what I noticed is that the, the community that I left at the end of July were still there at the start of September. They hadn't forgotten about me. I'm sure there's some engagement that gets dropped. But if anything, I think going, it creates people, you know, people miss it a little bit. If you're always there, people get used to it. And so actually, I always notice when I come back in September, it feels like there's this kind of fresh energy from me and a fresh engagement for my community because it feels new. So yeah, everything stops. The only thing that I'll continue if I want to is a bit of social media sharing. So I'll usually put updates on Instagram and LinkedIn. That's mainly because I'll want to. If I ever feel like doing something because of a should, 
I won't do it in August because I'm like, this is my one time where I just get to do yeah. whatever I want. I take a total break and I think it's a really good opportunity to draw a line in the sand. Because also with marketing, if we're always showing up, we don't ever really have an opportunity to stop and then restart in a new direction or in a new way. So I quite like to come back in September and be like, right, what are we gonna do differently? And that feels easier to do something different because I haven't been doing anything for the last month. So people yeah, aren't gonna forget about you. And I mean, we're all just egotistical, aren't we? And we think that our, everyone's world revolves around us and it doesn't, no one lays awake at night thinking that I haven't posted on Instagram in a week. And if you do, you need to get a life. You need to get a life. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> if you do, I'm on the same page because that's why I lay awake at night. How do you spend the month then? So you said about like the first week you sometimes take a trip, see lots of friends mm. and family. Do you have like a particular way of spending the four weeks? Because that was something I was really curious about actually. When I was about to take a month, I was like, what's this going to be like? like yeah, I'd have n I have no hobbies. Like what would I do for, <laughs> for a month? I don't I actually don't know what. I'd probably finish about 300 books and that'd be about it. Yeah. And I was really worried that I'd be bored. Yeah. But looking back, that's why I needed a month <laughs> off. It's because I thought when I'm not working, my life's going to be horrendous. I really see my month off as an opportunity to develop me personally. I feel like the rest of the 11 months of the year, my big priority, at least Monday to Friday, is the business. Everything I do is very geared towards how is this helping the business? And I love that. That's a choice that I've made. But it's so nice just to have this big space of time where it's all about me. And not all about me in a selfish way, or actually maybe it is a selfish way, but not a bad way, but just like, well, what do I want to do? What are my hobbies? I feel like I get to know myself really well over my August off because I don't have this big thing of work. It's just me. So yeah, I usually spend the first week or at least the first few days kind of by myself. Those, that's the hardest bit is the start because I'm, July is mental for me. It's really full on because it's prepping for a month off. Everything's pretty crazy. And those first few days, I'm usually exhausted. I'm usually ill. I was really ill last year, that first week of month off because I just burnt myself out prepping for a month off, which is ironic. Um, so yeah, I usually spend the first chunk of it by myself just to kind of reset, get in the zone. The rest of it, I just do whatever I want. I will try and see each of my friends in some capacity. I'll go out paddleboarding, I'll read a lot of books, eat a lot of food. Um, I usually move house during August, which is a really fun task to add yeah, into the mix. Yeah, so much fun to plan that into a month <laughs> off, wow. I kind of love moving that, I think Although to fun. be fair, to put it into a month off is a great idea because I never allow time for, for moving house and I just think it will magically happen and then yes. it doesn't, no, funnily enough. No, it absolutely doesn't. So that's, yeah, something I usually do towards the end of my month off. Just, it's basically a weekend that lasts for a month. And it's lovely. I don't think it's a bad thing to think it's selfish either because your your business as a whole is all about helping people in their own businesses. Yeah. Like you help people so much that you've kind of got to do something to help yourself. It's not like your business is all about you anyway. It's all about helping other people in what they want to do. So therefore to have a month that is all dedicated to like you growing and learning is not really a bad thing because mm. otherwise you'd never really know what you enjoy because you, you may well get so lost in what everyone else is doing. Yes, yeah. And I think one of the things that can put you off taking time off in any context is ego yeah. because we feel like we're a bit of a martyr to our businesses. Like, oh gosh, I just can't step away. I just can't. My <laughs> clients need me. I have to keep going. I'm like, you such know, demand. What will they do? You know, it gets very about you. But actually, when you realize that you are in full control of your business, no one needs your business as much as you might think or want them to. Um, you absolutely can 
step away from it. And if it helps you to think about how it's going to help others, that's always my mindset. I'm very like, I do a lot of what I do for the sake of my clients and my community. See it that when you're rested, you bring a better version of yourself to others. I bet I am a better support to my clients in September than I am in July. Because July, I'm feeling worn out. September, I'm re-energized. So if you have to see it in how it benefits other people, see it in that way. You show up better for your business when you are in a better position. But yeah, let's all stop pretending that our businesses are the things that make the world turn because, you know, it's easy to get into that kind of egotistical frame of mind. I know I do it very frequently, so I'm putting my hands up here. But yeah, nobody needs our businesses quite as much as we think they do, unless your business is literally saving lives, in which case ignore this section. But I heard a phrase from a friend who works in PR. She said they always say it's PR, not ER. That's such and a I good phrase. Like, I think we all need a version of that. Like yeah, I can't come 100%. up with a rhyme that's it's business and marketing strategy, not blah blah blah, people dying. Um, but yeah, I think we can all remind ourselves of that. Nobody's yeah. gonna die if you take a month off. No, no. And, and if they just do, your business you need to sort out your business. <laughs> yeah, model, that's concerning. <laughs> yeah, that's really not your problem to be honest. <laughs> um, so how does it work coming back? Obviously, you've taken a month off, as you said, you're very well rested. September looks glorious. Mm. How does it? Do you take a few days to yourself and then fully immerse yourself back onto all things podcast, socials, clients? Like, or is it like a steady? Yeah, this is something I'm trying to get better at. Like every month off, I've only done two so far. I feel like I figure out something different each time. And the big thing I struggled with last time was first of all, that burnout coming into the month off, but also coming out of it. Like I feel like I've mastered the month off itself. Yeah. The transition in and out, I'm, I'm working on. Um, so usually I will throw myself back in the deep end, straight back. And that's partly because of my poor planning. <laughs> in July, I will just look at that first week in September and be like, yep, clients, that's when we can speak again. And projects, that's when we can start again. So I think in future, I need to get better, like you say, giving myself a few days to kind of ease back in and also know what I'm doing when I'm easing back in often the first thing I'll do when I come back after time off is open my inbox and that's so not useful no. because that stuff is rarely the important things and it just is overwhelming um but I'll be honest and I hesitate to say this because I think the expectation would be the opposite I'm never that desperate to return to work after my month off like I love my work and when I'm in it I'm obsessed with it and I live and breathe it but after a month off I'm chilling I'm, I'm living the sweet life, like I am loving life. And don't get me wrong, I couldn't do that forever, but I'm rarely like desperate to return to the business. I'm usually a bit excited and a bit curious, but there's often a bit of a self-discipline moment I have to have with myself of like, come on, you can't just live this life forever, at least not right now, you know, let's go. You're not and retired just yet. <laughs> yes, not quite. But what always helps me with that is just reminding myself what I'm working on. You know, I'll look at the client calls coming up, I'll look at the projects I'm about to do, I'll kind of get into planning mode and that kind of kicks in the, the motivation and excitement. But it is a tricky transition because I'm going from basically living this very relaxed lifestyle, you know, my sleep schedule's totally different, um, I'm doing different things in my days to yeah kind of in at the deep end so it's tricky but within a few weeks of September I'm like yeah here we go now I remember why I like working <laughs> oh that's really nice I was actually going to ask a few practical things go for in it in terms of like you're saying looking at your inbox do you just delete your apps like how does it work practically like do you have a different phone are you contactable do you have a different <laughs> phone like how how far do the boundaries go that when you say you don't you don't communicate in terms of any form of communication, do you just log out of everything? Like, mm. how is that? Because we're contactable, contactable all the time yes. through having a 
mobile device so yeah I think part of what helps with not feeling like I need to keep on top of everything is the fact that everyone knows I'm taking a month off so even when I come back to my inbox there's never really much to deal with it's usually just like spam emails or you know inquiries and they don't know I'm taking a month off or things that I need to action when I'm back but because I've planned in advance nothing happens over that month off that is urgent because everyone knows that I'm not going to be around. Um, I do technically have a second phone. I've not used it for a year. I've technically Ah. got a personal phone, but I just use my work phone all the time because for me, really strict boundaries make me feel constricted. So I still have WhatsApp and my clients might still message me. Most of them don't. If they do, it's usually just because they want to share something exciting or they're like, don't worry about this until September and I can decide if I want to reply then or not. I still look at my emails almost to keep myself a little bit soothed. I know not everyone will agree with that and that might not work for everyone, but for me, knowing there's nothing going on helps. So sometimes I'll just log in and be like, okay, no one's died, cool. Back I go to the, you know, sun lounger, I'm off again. Yeah, because I think a lot of people, when you say completely month off, would just assume, or at least I would just assume, okay, she's removing herself from everything. You don't look at anything. And it's like Mm. almost like a detox. But actually, I think knowing, okay, you do still check here and there. It keeps the feeling of like the workaholic, excited business owner in check, knowing that you do still check the odd thing. And it's not like you're completely offline and you will never be you'll never check everything in a month because I think a lot of people would find that insanely intimidating Mm. but knowing you do actually still read your emails occasionally making sure that nothing crazy is going on I think that's good to know yeah and it keeps like my anxiety at bay yeah like I can I can get quite anxious of like oh is something going wrong and you know some people might listen to this and think oh you should just fully step away but actually for me at least for now just knowing that everything's all right helps and you know if you want to you could hire a VA that keeps on top of everything. When I had Emily on board last year, she would look at bits and that gave me a bit of security. So I think, you know, there's no rules to it. If you know that you need to fully separate yourself in order to switch off, great, delete the apps and everything. I know for me, kind of a more flexible approach works. Um, And also what I will say, which is really dumb, loads of my personal stuff is on my work email address. So often like my banks are linked to it, my Uber account, my Deliveroo and Uber and Deliveroo are very well used in my month. Oh, I'm not surprised. (laughs) Um, So I do still have to log in to see that. So yeah, I don't have full separation. That kind of works for me. And if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. It's all right if you want to still check stuff to keep yourself feeling a little bit better. It helps me rest checking in in business. For some people that will immediately make them worry about work. So I think it's knowing what's going to help you. I think another thing, another practical thing in terms of like social media I think a lot of people would see taking a month off of Instagram as insanely scary for the out al- the dreaded algorithm <laughs> we hate talking about but I think it would scare a lot of people to go I'm not gonna really be online that much over the course of a month and that would be quite an intense feeling I remember I took like three weeks off Instagram over Christmas I felt like a new person afterwards mm-hmm. but I remember at the beginning of it being like everyone's gonna have forgotten me I'm not gonna get any likes on my posts like the algorithm is gonna beat me that actually didn't happen but I feel like it's important to say that actually it doesn't really affect it that much no not at all it's like I said earlier it's good for people to miss you a bit you'll come back with better ideas for content so your stuff will be more engaging and no one cares that much yeah. like think of Adele Adele leaves the internet for years and then she comes back with an amazing album and we all listen to it and obsess with it and then she disappears again. And I'm not saying we can all be Adele because that is a that's an extreme version, right? Let's remember 
the world does not revolve around us and we can take a bit of a break and people aren't going to forget about us and people are humans and adults and they have the ability to remember something they haven't seen for a month they'll jump back into it it might be that there's a bit of low engagement for a bit but like I said if it's taken months to build it's not going to take two weeks to ruin you know an audience I think when I took my first month off I've been building my audience for four years and I thought oh, a month it's going to ruin four years of work but it's not it takes a lot more than that to ruin an audience that you've built and also so what if the algorithm doesn't like it I like taking a month off so Instagram can suck on that Instagram if you're listening please don't actually do that we like the <laughs> engagement thank you please continue giving me engagement thank you very much thank Bye. you please cool I think you've kind of covered everything we had earmarked to talk about is there anything else you wanted to add no I don't think so I guess if people have got questions I haven't covered I know there can be lots of like detailed specific questions the way I do it isn't going to work for everyone. Obviously, the only way I've learned to take a month off is to take a month off in my business, not anyone else's. Um, but yeah, if there's anything I can help with, feel free to DM me, pop me a message on LinkedIn. I'm sure over the next few weeks, I'll be documenting me preparing for my month off. And in my month off, I usually document how it's going. So yeah, I guess if you want to see that, go and get connected on those platforms. Um, but I just think I'd leave people with the encouragement that you're in control of your business. You can make it work for you, whether it's taking a month off or a week off or a year off. You know, if there's something you want to do, think about how you can make that happen for yourself because the only person in control of your schedule is you. And the sooner you start owning that autonomy, the sooner you'll start doing things like taking a month off that are really valuable and enjoyable. So I think that's the encouragement I'd leave people with. Yeah, I'm excited for my month off this year. <laughs> it's getting me excited talking about it. I've kind of weeks. forgotten. <laughs> yeah.